Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, Tuesday, November, November. Yeah, not November, January 11th. We'll get the numbers right there in a second. Hey, January 11th, 2022. Hey, I hope your week's going well. I hope you all had a great weekend. We did. We celebrated a wedding and uh, and had a great time reconnecting with old friends. And uh, and that's always a great, uh, a great time. So with that, though, the markets have really struggled the last couple of days, and uh, and yesterday was no different. The Nasdaq did manage to turn green right at the end. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, though, let me just remind you that when it comes to your retirement, whether you are retired, whether you're thinking about retiring in the next five years, or you are ten years out from retirement, there is one thing that anybody needs to look at, and that's how much risk do you have in the portfolio. We can't control the markets. We can't control the political environment, the geopolitical environment, but you can take control of how much risk you have in your own portfolio. That's why we designed our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037, to schedule your core retirement design visit. And with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Morning. It's morning. Here, twenty before nine. Philip Statler and I have been sitting here poking at our pocket calculators and talking about what the Sam Hill is going on with the marketplace. Completely lost track of time with the record, but yes, Philip is back in the saddle today, and it's time to double check on your finances and see how your 401k and IRA are being treated on Wall Street. Philip, good morning. Sorry to catch us so short there. I love you. All right, man, doing well. Had a little great weekend. It's always great to catch up with old friends at uh, at weddings and stuff. So it was uh, it was a great weekend. But glad to be back in the office. And uh, you know, I got to say, Dave, I'm uh, your ups and downs in the market have been a little bit uh, drastic the last couple of days. It's been kind of dramamine-inducing, without a doubt. I mean, you know, we start seeing multiple days where hundreds of points are off on the Dow. You kind of go back and say, ah, help. Uh, I was looking at uh, something that what we were yammering about before we went on the air was uh, I've, I've been holding forth for a long time that a lot of the computers and big traders are kind of redefining a correction instead of being 10% on the theory that a 10% drop on the Dow would be enough to make people jump off buildings in these 35, 36,000 levels. I'm kind of wondering whether 5% is starting to look like a correction or not. Early mid-morning yesterday, uh, the Standard & Poor's 500, which had set, a, uh, had set an all-time record just a couple of weeks earlier, uh, hit exactly 5% off of that all-time peak, and all of the indexes started bouncing back up. One day does not make a trend, but I, I start wondering whether or not 5% is starting to become our correction level. Well, let's just let's just extrapolate that out a little bit. You had done the math on the S and P five hundred, on the Nasdaq though we're we're down seven point eight percent from a little over seven point eight percent from its all time high, and then the Nasdaq, I mean the uh, the Dow Jones is is uh, is down two point four percent from mm-hmm. uh, from its all time high. So uh, so we're uh, yeah the S and P five hundred did uh, when it we kind of hit that number it did start to bounce back and uh, and and end up in that number phase there. So. But like you said, it's it's hard to say because now when a 10% correction does hit, it's going to be painful, right, as these numbers continue to drive up. 
Yeah, ten percent. Like I said, a ten percent correction off of thirty-six thousand Dow. That's uh, you know that's fear-inducing, and I guess I'll show up the Nasdaq not having come anywhere near its all-time record on the uh, last few days. On uh, you know the last couple of weeks, I'm wondering whether that seven percent hits. But you and I have always said that's been you know, that that's the more interest-sensitive growth stocks to begin with. So as we had the Fed minutes and everything last week coming out saying, boy, we're going to really whack the marketplace. Nasdaq stocks have been disproportionately affected by that monetary policy prospect, haven't they? Oh, they, they really have. I mean, as you continue to see what interest rates get up to 7.8, over 7.8%, I mean, 7 point, I'm sorry, I get the number right, 1.7% uh, and heading towards 1.8%, well, that that starts to uh, to get people's attention. Absolutely. couple, three things on the uh, horizon that we're looking at uh, today. First of all, earnings season starting at the end of the week, and I've got a whole lot of analysts saying, boy, we really need some good news. Can't wait for earnings season to start. Uh, one of my tip sheets was uh, quoting U.S. Bank, one of the big financials, uh, saying they expect uh, growth to be perfectly fine this year, but nowhere near as good as it was last year. Boy, tell me something that I didn't, uh, didn't expect. But if we if we end up with twenty if we end up with another twenty percent growth rate in terms of the uh, earnings growth, I don't think anybody will complain about it this year in the face of the changes in monetary policy we're looking at. Yeah, if we get any kind of growth at all, it, it'll be nice um, across the board. Um, but we do continue. I mean, last year was a was a good year, right? We came off a pretty good year, two good years really, um, and so this year. Uh, with interest rates going up, it's going to be a little bit more challenging, Dave. Oh, without a doubt. For the last two years, it always has to be kept in mind. Basically, we've been giving the stock market steroid injections with all the loose money supply money that we've had. And then add to that, people, this doesn't hit the top line as much as those benchmark interest rates, but you and I talk about it all the time. The fact that the Federal Reserve has been buying up all these private equity bonds that are out there, uh, without the Fed buying, all of a sudden the demand's going to be an awful lot lower for those bonds out there when, uh, you know, flipping grabbing software out of the NASDAQ exchange wants to sell some bonds. They're going to be paying a running ton more interest rate, and that's got a real pawn on an awful lot of expansion financing efforts. It definitely will, especially those NASDAQ um, companies that are in their major growth modes. Um, interest rates going up is going to be very impactful on those companies and uh, and their bottom line, which is what uh, you know the stock market is looking at right now is is profit. What are these companies going to be able to profit when interest rates go up? Absolutely. The other thing that could affect things and turn us into a seismograph today is depending upon what happens. Jerome Powell is up for confirmation for another term as Federal Reserve chairperson. The president announced that he was going to reappoint him, but that still means he needs to go through confirmation. And given the state of the economy, given the herky-jerky nature of the stock market, and given inflation, i got to assume that's going to be a real interesting hearing to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be, Dave, but, but I think that, um, you know, Jerome's been there a, a while now. He's got a track record. Um, the, the president's put him up there. I don't anticipate there being um, any, I mean, there'll be negative questions, don't get me wrong, but but I don't think there'll be any any implications that his uh, his standing won't stay. Oh, I, I see no reason to expect any possibility that there'd be a worry about his being reconfirmed, but 
uh, just knowing the senators the way we all do, there's going to be an opportunity to score some political points from both the Democratic and Republican side, because the Democrats are going to be honked off of the fact that he's not doing enough about inflation, and the Republicans are going to be honked off of the fact that uh, that Federal Open Market Committee minutes got, kind of put a hex on the stock market in here. Well, that, and, and they're probably going to be um, a little upset that he didn't start things sooner, like you and I have been talking about. Uh, yeah, but then again, they make sense sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got a bunch of guidance out in advance of earnings season coming out. Uh, eventually, things are going to start getting interesting. Starting, I believe, on Friday, CVS said that they'd lifted their 2021 earnings outlook. I don't think they reported, did they? I have not seen that they reported. It didn't come across any of my ticker sheets. I, I really only have two um, earnings reports today, Dave, and that's uh, Albertsons and a company called Accolade. So, uh, so outside of that, you've got, uh, um, yeah, you know, increases and decreases. And, and I tell you, IBM got slashed today by UBS, downgraded from neutral to sell. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's going to be hurting them this morning. That's, that, that's like two downgrade levels all in the, all for the price of one. They don't go down that fast that fast, that often, do they? No, no. So that's, um, yeah, that's, I'm sure that's putting the pressure on IBM this morning. Yeah, one of the tidbits I had yesterday in the morning was uh, they said, I, I try to remember the exact numbers, but like 93 Standard & Poor's 500 companies have issued earnings guidance that they have to do when they're going to be an earnings surprise to the positive or the negative. And for the first time in many, many years, more of them are giving earnings guidance and uh, advance warning that it's going to be to the negative side than to the positive side. So I've got a little bit of a, of, of a little crawl in my stomach about how earnings season is going to look. Have you seen any uh, predictions as to what it's going to look like for the fourth quarter? I, I have not, but I have seen the same thing with people coming out and the companies coming out with basically saying, hey, you know what, we're, we're not doing quite as well as we thought we did. Our numbers are going to be down a little bit. Um, so that's, um, yeah, this, this um, I, I think this earnings season may be a little challenging. Uh, from that that prospect, and and then Wednesday though we get some tomorrow we get some numbers that are going to be, I think kind of important. We got the the CPI, the Consumer Price Index comes out tomorrow, Dave, and um, uh, that's uh, that's going to give us some some good information. Gee, too bad it doesn't come out this morning. Give us some more interesting questions for <laughs> Powell and Congress. <laughs> Nobody really good news on consumer inflation. Yeah, so, Albert, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just say, let's run into Albertsons, and uh, and you know we don't have them around here, uh, but they're a pretty good size uh, grocery chain, and they uh, they reported seventy nine cents a share. That was nineteen cents better than expected. Revenue was ahead of forecast, and so uh, earlier this morning they were up uh, about three and a half percent, but now they are down one point eight percent. So I'm not sure. Uh, what the fly is in their ointment. Uh, nothing really shows up on the report that I'm reading to give me any indication there's some issues there. But uh, but I know that the, the one thing I do know is that the tickers got it wrong, um, reported their earnings wrong first thing this morning. So I wonder if people are still looking at the wrong report. That, that's the only thing I can uh, conclude it to. Now, when you mentioned that beat, I went looking at my big winner list and I didn't see him and couldn't figure out why. That answers yeah. it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the other one I have is Accolade. Now, Accolade is not a household name. It's a workplace benefit technology company. 
Um, and they had a, a lot better than expected results for the quarter. They actually earned 31 cents a share, Dave. They were expected to get this. They're expected to lose 74 cents a share. Um, so over a dollar swing there from expectation to actual, which is good news for them. They also issued improved full year revenue outlook. And so uh, they're, they're getting a huge hit this morning, up 12 and a half percent. Wow. I would, uh, they're not big enough to show up on my movers list, but that, that's monstrous. Resetting the table for the morning. I mentioned yesterday we had a turnaround but early in the morning, but it wasn't quite enough to be able to bring us into positive territory. Dow ended up down about 163 points. Standard & Poor's six and three quarters. And the NASDAQ was still down another seven yesterday after a bit of a recovery through the afternoon hours. 45 minutes before we start trading this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Dave, I'm sorry to say that we are seeing a, a change, too, this morning um, from from what looked like nice green colors to uh, a mixed bag across the board. So we've got the Dow 30, basically even. I mean, it's down four dollars right now. Um, we got the S&P 500 down three dollars. You get the trend here? Um, yeah, yeah. NASDAQ 100 is down eight dollars. All of this um, has happened in the last, oh, since you and I got on the phone. So uh, not good sign there. Commodities are all green. Silver's up a half a percent. Gold's up almost a half a percent. Crude oil's, man, going gangbusters today. Up 1.2%, Dave, to $79.14 a barrel. Well, poop. Yeah, and I was reacting to the indexes while you were doing them. My delayed quotes were still showing modestly green, so there is a downward trend over the last five or ten minutes. International markets, the Asian rim ended up fractionally down at 6 a.m. when they closed up this morning. Europe, for some reason, is having a relatively decent day. Uh, German and French markets are up by more than a full percent. Everybody's in green ink midway through their day. Like we said, things can change in 20 minutes, sometimes between the time of my delayed quotes and your instant ones. Watch, watching the day-by-day -day trading with your retirement funds can drive a person nuts. How do I get a hold of you to get a plan to make this work for me? Hey, Dave, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863 382 0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow, same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. Good to have you back. All right, man. You have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Are you near retirement? Hey, folks, it's great to be back here today. Glad you joined us. I hope that you are doing well. Remember, we want to be here as a resource for you. Anything investment retirement related, please don't hesitate. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. With that, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.